Welcome to the Breathe to Ride podcast with Kristen Whitaker and Katie Boehner. Get ready to join us for all kinds of stories and conversations about this experience and journey that you are on. To enhance the mind, body, and soul of the relationship between you, yourself, and your equine partner. This is a brand new start for the relationship and method between your communication and your partnership together. We will cover the science of breath and the biomechanics of training, horsemanship, and riding. You're going to learn a whole new perspective on how you view yourself and your horse and develop a melodic nature every time you handle, groom, or ride your horses. Please remember to check with your healthcare provider before starting any new physical exercise or breath program. Okay, inhale, exhale, repeat. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Breathe to Ride podcast. I am currently down in Norwell, Massachusetts with Kristen at Whit Acres Farm. Hello, everybody. It is a beautiful day. Absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous day, which is kind of nice. It is October 9th, and we went for a beautiful walk this morning all through the trails around Kristen's farm. And it's Columbus Day weekend, it is so we kind of snuck weekend. in a day. After a few full days of teaching here on the farm, we actually taught a strength from the mat to the saddle class this weekend where we had a mat class in the aisle. Mm-hmm. And then we had some private lessons to follow, taking that strength from the mat to the saddle, which was really fun. And just note, if that mat class was more like a it was a rider mat exercise. It was not like our fitness day. No. Um, it was a lot of more, a lot more like exercising, stretching, stretching the mind, the body, so that you are more capable in that partnership with your horse. Yeah, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it worked out. The other thing that we noticed on our walk this morning was just how beautiful fall is. And fall represents a really kind of an auspicious time in our lives where we go from this productivity mindset of summer, especially in New England, especially in New England, (laughs) these long, hot days, not as hot as Texas, these long, hot, bright days where it's a season of productivity Mm -hmm. in the summer. And as we find ourselves coming into the fall equinox, we start to come into this season of harvest, season of darkness, season of cool, a season of kind of slowing down in the cyclical nature of life. And our light goes away in some way. We've already lost 80 minutes here. In we were talking to my parents about seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. And how, yeah, how sad and sad is and how it really affects our productivity, as you're saying. Yeah. Um, and we started kind of talking about that as far as horse seasons, correct? Yeah, you know, horse seasons. And I know for you, Kristen, this has been a really different fall <laughs> season for you. And I think it'd be really great if you shared a little bit about how this fall season has been different and what about the fall season in regards to show season brings as these gifts. Yeah, so what is it, eight years? Last seven, eight years, I have just been returning home from 
Oklahoma at this time with various numbers of horses. And in that trip uh, out to the WDAA World Show, when I tell you the packing time and anybody who, anybody who does it, especially long distance, um, the packing time, when I used to show in the horse world with Arabians as a junior, um, and I had a great trainer, it was, there was a season for that too. It was very cyclical in that, um, you started in the beginning of May, you had a three day show, then two weeks off a five day show, then a week off and a regional show. Then like there was ups and downs to it. There was a much more of a rhythm. So the the horse trailer really never got unpacked. You kind of had your training gear. You kind of had your show gear. You obviously repacked supplies, things like that. But the haul out to Oklahoma has was definitely a a much bigger ordeal for me. And again, it didn't really matter if I was bringing three horses or eight horses. I guess aside from the fact that when I had more than when I had more than five, I had two horse trailers right. and two trucks that and Sean and I were both driving. And uh, so it does complicate things a lot. Um, but the packing process for that literally started. So if the show is at the end of September, that process started for me sometime in August. Actually, let me back up. Yeah, I was just going to say, the, I that. I the, in January. In January, I would start to look into all of my layovers. Yeah. How many horses could they accommodate? Yep. Did they provide bedding with the layover? What are the costs? What days, were there any other complications as far as other people leaving, departing? Did they sanitize their stalls between layovers? Were there hotel accommodations or a... Um, you know, a bunkhouse that my mom and I could rent while we were staying for a night. Um, when we had the diesel truck, it's you can go a lot further distance. So you don't need to worry so much about your pit stops along the way. But you certainly need to worry about watering your horses. When you're driving your fuel trucks, um, we had to plan. We were going to take a big giant six horse trailer off right. of the highway in order to fuel up. How does it, how do you get um, off and on the yeah, highway? Yeah, yeah. So, the least they, amount of and time. Then, and, and then, you know, so all of that started in January. Um, show season would start. Training would start. You, we would get to uh, probably July. I would reconfirm and reconfirm and reconfirm <laughs> all of my layovers. My yes. early arrival into Oklahoma. Uh, does the facility allow early arrival? What days the show start? All of your entries. I mean, just the, the list goes on. And and then I, oddly enough, reverted back to a list from like 1992, I believe. I still had saved on my computer a packing mm-hmm. list for horse shows. And over the last years that I've been doing this, I would just update and, and figure out what else I needed to Nourish add. Nourish it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, I'm getting slightly off track, but really, the, I'm point actually over here is, the point of it is, the point of it is, yeah, to it. the point of it is, is it would take an entire, basically an entire year and, and certainly right up right before we left grain schedules, feed schedules, um, Hanson grain and Purina would host me, sponsor me as an ambassador. They would usually send me along with some sort of supplement or replenish something like that in order to help the horses do travel, veterinary appointments, legend appointments to help the horses, a miprazole or gastrogard to keep them, you know, healthy, um, pain medications, what do you need? What do you need in case of emergencies? 
banamine on board i uh, someone bangs their eye on a horse trailer like Mm -hmm. all of that horse first aid human first aid snacks goodies nutrition what do we need in the truck with us um peanut butter butter and jelly sandwiches (laughs) by the way only last one day (laughs) my mom does that all the time um but they only last one day so all of that stuff leading up to it uh packing 22 bales of hay somewhere in the horse trailer yeah that was always entertaining you can't pack them too early because they will mold um yeah bedding is available on grounds hay or bedding is not yet that bedding has to be available on grounds you couldn't buy uh bring in bedding um hay is available but now you're talking about a hay change anyhow and we haven't talked about outfits tack equipment shiny stuff (laughs) Um, (laughs) glitter um you know the whole bits uh checking make sure that things are legal all that and so i would be coming back at this time of year i actually came back last year with covid yes you did which was an interesting experience to travel um for three or four days with horse trails it was a 30-hour haul for us to go out to oklahoma we would do depending on how many horses we travel with really dictated where our layover stops were. You go out, get to the horse show, try to acclimate you and yourself and your horse um, to Oklahoma weather, which usually for us, it was much hotter. Yeah. Uh, like 90, 95 to hundred when we'd first get there sixties at night to our friends in Texas who were just out there. They were like loving the they fact it was cooler. <laughs> Um, and then you show, you get, you know, four hours of sleep, you, you're washing horses, you've got red Oklahoma dirt everywhere that you could possibly imagine. And then you, the adrenaline rush comes to a screeching halt somewhere on the trip home. Yeah. Um, and I tried to keep that adrenaline rush going until I was literally turning onto Whit Acres because that means I was home. My horses were safe. They were healthy. They were going to be in their stalls. They were sleeping. I needed to find a bed last year immediately because I felt pretty lousy. Because you were sick. Yeah. And then whatever, what the point of the story is, the season is you have to unpack that horse trailer Mm -hmm. because guess what? Winter's coming. Winter's coming. Yeah. The season. And so, so Katie, I know you're, you're kind of, I went into a long No, I actually think it's perfect because if I pull my vantage point in, in my mindfulness and my breath and the overall, you know, loving awareness of the rhythm of everything that we are, are involved in and the rhythm of nature, whether we are super aware of it or not, it's still very much present in everything that we're doing and if you think about the equinox and the way the earth shifts and how nature has to adjust or die basically if it doesn't adjust to the outer forces of nature in january when you are calling stopovers and planning all of these out you are actually setting goals and intentions and you're not right, planting my whole year, the seeds my whole year. for your whole year you're not exactly planting the seed just yet but you are seed shopping at yes. that point yeah. And we do the same thing in my work with our physicality and our mental awareness in 
you know, I'm not a big like New Year's resolution person. No. I'm much I'm more, too busy for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to work on this. No, I, I need resolution actively doing it. Yeah, I right? I want goals all year. And I want, you know, I'm not even a big affirmations person. I'm more like, okay, where am I today? Where am I trying to get there? And what are my small steps that I can take to get to my bigger outcome? You know, outcome goals versus performance goals and all that stuff we talk about in a lot of our programs. And so the way you described, you know, seeking out these places and then moving forward, not only are you shopping for seeds, but you're shopping in stores that you've been in before. Like mm -hmm. don't pack the trailer too soon because the hay will mold. In the sense of the bodies of the horses and the humans, you can't, you know, in January, your show horse and your body is not going to be in the same place it's going to be by mid-August of that show year. There is a, a peak and a valley to the cyclical nature of of what we're trying to accomplish on a large scale or even a small scale within our own training programs of our bodies and in our barns. And I think it's really important to recognize that when we do come into this fall season, if you feel the urge to kind of, you know, slow down, reflect, check in on the goals, you know, let the season of productivity you know, take that pause. Nature is taking a pause and it is just a pause to re-nourish her soils with the fallen leaves. Everything gets a little bit of a break. You know, babies have been born. Um, goals have been reached most likely. And it's time to kind of, you know, come into this softer sense of the winter season that's approaching to then springboard ahead in mm. into spring and then back into the productivity of the summer. So to be really aware of, you know, are you fighting against it? Are you pushing your show horse really hard? Are you pushing your physicality really hard after it's already gone out and done what you needed it to do? And are you giving it that balance, your own self-included arrest? You were forced into rest. Nature said, okay, that's enough. You're going to have COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're running out there hard, I mean, I'm a personal trainer and I love to exercise and, and move really hard. And my physicality is very cyclical. There are times I'm super fit. There are times I'm less fit. There are times that I'm eating certain foods based for my performance. And there's other times that I'm going to allow myself to have, like last night, uh, pizza and key lime pie and a rum and Coke, right? That comes in. But today we walked 6.3 miles. And so far today, we've had a cup of coffee and a cup of tea and a beautiful protein shake. So there's a balance in all of yes. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I you just mentioned something too about sometimes pushing too hard. Yeah. And it, it just occurred to me so many times, me reminding my clientele that we'd be going to Oklahoma. And we did a little bit of this in our show to ride work when we we're in Texas is there is a, there is a thermometer, there's a meter, like you <laughs> can push too hard yeah, and you can literally burn out either yeah. yourself, your horse, or the two of you as a mm -hmm. partnership. It is really, really important for everyone to recognize that, that can happen. Yeah. And then you you pick up the pieces, whatever you have, but you're not going to have the quality of horsemanship that you want. And I, and I think, you know, we have a couple of show to ride uh, programs coming up for 2024. And that came up in our show to ride. And it's an important piece for people to recognize. And there's some very specific things we do in our teaching in order to help people work with those ideas at those clinics. But Yes, you can burn out. You can also not burn out, do the best that you can to the best of your ability, ride the horse you have, and then you get back, mm -hmm. like you said, and now we have like this time where what do you do as the season changes now? Right. 
what are you planning for moving forward? And, you know, we might not be physically showing, you know, right now, right now in the physical, like physicality fitness world, there's a lot of races mm. and stuff coming like turkey trots and all that stuff is coming up. But where can we pause and mentally visit where we were in our productivity? You know, take the fruits of those labors and learn what worked, what didn't work, and how can we apply that moving forward into the new year? So as January comes around, okay, now we're going to seed shop again. What clinics do I want to <laughs> yes. do? Yes. You know, what shows do I yes. want to do? What do I want for my body? What do I want my garden? What do I want my garden? You know, what does your horsemanship garden look like? What does your physicality garden look like? And how can you nourish? How can you feed maybe not perfectly, but maybe a little bit better than you were before to help reach some of these goals. And it's all about evolving and growing. And at the end of the year, I think there's also a time as we come through these winter months in New England, it's just so apparent when it's, we have very distinctive springs, summers, falls, and very distinctive winters. I am personally not one that loves the winter months. Me neither. It's kind of tricky. I'm going to get Katie down here in winter when it's like snowing and then, you know, there's, it feels like you, you're plowing the mall parking lot and driveway around Wood Acres because it just never ends. We had a really good winter last year though. We didn't have a lot of snow no, did you? No. no, I was down here a lot and it really wasn't all that snowy. Okay. We'll keep that going. Yeah. I'm going to keep that going. I won't bring it, but I know for myself personally, if I try to resist the rhythm of the seasons, I can really miss summer or I can mm -hmm. really miss the things that aren't there. And then I lose the present moment. And just this morning when we were out in the woods, it was just so beautiful. And if I can embrace that, hey, we're in the season of change where it's a time of, you know, a cycle and a growth in our lives. And Chris and I are both in our mid forties. So this is, we're both have these teenage kids that are in these. Hey, everybody, she caught up to me. I did. We're she now the same age. <laughs> Kristen's birthday's in January and mine's in September. So we were born the same year, but I'm older and wiser. <laughs> I wasn't going to say older. I'm older and wiser. Yeah, definitely not wiser. We are the same Old wise. Time. We have the same wisdom. Okay. Because we're the same age. And we're like also yin and yang. We are a little yin and yang. So and as you're listening, you know, you know, thinking about where in your life are your cycles helping you? Where are you pushing against the cycles and where can you come into a little bit more rhythm with with really what's really right in front of you right now? This is all of a sudden becoming about planting seeds for the season. Like, yeah, a, like what like, do you want to plant? What do you want to plant? Yeah. And how can you so use the fertilizer? For example, and I, I you know, post shout season. I would come back with my clientele either in-house or clients that I would see out on the road. And I would be like, okay, done. No more training. And they're like, what, what, what? Yeah. And actually for some of my horses, I would give them about six to eight weeks off, mm -hmm. depending on the horse. The older the horse, the longer you give them off, the harder it is for them to really come back around. It's, it's kind of like, it's like us. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Katie has made me so aware of my body and fitness now. And it's so incredible how different I feel. And even on days that like, I'm like, wow, I'm really tired. I still feel good. Yeah. I'm tired, but I feel really good. I don't feel like rotten anymore. Yeah. But so, but I would give my horses some time off. Um, so the, the older ones, maybe two or three weeks, or we would take them for hand walks and grazing and, you know, light little thing, fun things. But I would kind of put a break on my clients who I have now driven for three quarters of the year, mm -hmm. right. To become better performers, better horsemen, better showmen, 
Um, and I would, I would like, nope, 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 nothing like yeah. no training. Do not do a 20 meter circle ever. <laughs> like I want 20 you to meter ride. circles don't yeah. exist. Yeah. I want you to ride all over the ring. I want you to go messy riding. I want you to go out on the trails if you're comfortable. Right. And I would really encourage them. I say, and I would often remove myself from the training, I guess, cycle and say, I'm not going to lessen with you on purpose because I don't want you to, I want you to take this time for you and your horse. You've just come through something. Going through that kind of world event mm -hmm. is enormous. You need, they need an integration mm -hmm. period. Yep. Horse and, and so I want you to find your horse again. I want you to find just like yeah. your horse, groom them, rub them, love yeah. on them. Like, and so mm -hmm. I would say anything outside of the typical training show training cycle do you want to do obstacles? Do you want to do some flag work? So do rally. great obstacle clinics. I love winter. obstacle clinics in the winter. And I try to theme them because they're fun. so fun. And people like take pictures in front of the fun theme. And it's enough. So I'm going to be doing some of those at Whit Acres. Um, I, do you want to do flag work? Do you want to do round pen work? Do you want to do some Liberty work? Um, I do use a lot of Liberty. I am also very, I'm very structured about how much Liberty I will use in my horses um, do you want to go attend a cow clinic? Just basically take a breathe to ride clinic in the well, winter. Yeah, so we're getting to that. So basically, um, just mix it all up. I take, I would be like, take the training wheel and mix it up. And I'm going to say, and thank you, Haley, mm -hmm. for this visualization, because you gave us this little mixing bowl the other yes, day. You're like, it feels like a mixing bowl. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm trying and, to slow her canter down. You know, if you guys have listened to the one about when we talk about imagery or I don't know if we've talked about that in podcasting yet, but we need to if we haven't. Um, we need to check that. Yeah. So, but the visualization of I would take your training wheel and just mix it up, mix it up. And then my point of this whole thing is prior to meeting Katie, I never, I honestly... As much of a horseman as I was, as much as I wanted to be fit, I really did not think about rider fitness. I mean, I would, I would sort of stretch, I guess. I mean, I would do some things and get in the saddle and I'd stretch myself and I'd, I can remember reaching my hands up and stretching my shoulders. I was always very tight in my shoulders. I can remember doing, but I never, I ever. And I, I think I probably watched some rider fitness videos, but I never had a program. I really didn't. I never thought about it. I didn't think about training myself during that time when maybe it's really cold and lousy and snowy out and you can't ride your horses. I never thought about the fact that, hey, like we did this weekend, we can do a mat exercise class. Yep. We can work on ourselves from the ground so that we can become better and more consistent partners with our horse, whether mm -hmm. that's for an athlete, you know, for a show component, or just being able to use our body better on a trail ride. Right. Um, if the horse jumps, what happens to your body in that jump? Are you <laughs> flexible enough? Are you flexible enough to handle, handle it? it? Yep. What happens to your breath, which is in so many of our clinics, what happens to you? Like, I honestly never thought about that prior to meeting you. So I think that's, that's great. a really cool, and you can take off now with the Breathe the Ride. Yes. Because it's such an amazing component that's overlooked. It's completely overlooked. I even overlooked it myself in my in my own practice until I ended up getting my breathing certification years ago now. And it has now become this keystone part of not only my personal training and my meditation 
in my life coaching, but obviously within our partnership with Breathe to Ride. We had a woman this weekend who has been riding for some time. She had some stuff in her hip that was a little bit sore and we put her through her lesson. And if you haven't had a lesson with Kristen and I, it's a dynamic experience. You're gonna get a lot of information in a really short amount of time. And we expect you to leave feeling somewhat overwhelmed and really kind of fascinated with the potential that you might not have known you had. And she stopped in the middle of the arena and she looked a little bewildered. And she was like, I have been riding a long time and I just have never ever put together how much the physicality of my body is affecting all of this. Mm -hmm. and, and she did the mat class the day before. She had done the mat class the day before. So yeah. it was interesting because she was just a little, she wasn't, she said she didn't hurt. She was a little sore. And in fact, she felt really good, mm -hmm. but she was quite aware, shall we say, of where she had not been previously stretching. And that's what I love. Yeah. If you can, you know, Kristen makes such a good point that if you can do this, have some type of consistency. She has a little bit of an advantage because she has a built-in coach named me that the poor thing, I can't help myself. We chit chat. I'm like, how's your body? How are you feeling? What's hurting? What's going on? Because I, I'm just deeply intrigued with the human body and how it's feeling. And I'm a real pusher. I'm a real motivator. And at times, like, tell me if it's too much. And she hasn't said yet that it's been too much. We've been actually being able mm -hmm. to kind of syncopate quite easily when we walk and run now, which is really fun. But this time of year, you know, as you come through vacations and, you know, what VRBOs you rented and how much fun you have with the kids or your partners or this busy sh show season, if you don't slow down a little bit in the fall, just like nature is slowing down, mm -hmm. you're going to miss what you could reap where if you just went right back to your training or right back into hard racing or whatever it is that you're doing in your physicality, take a minute to slow down and notice what has changed because something has changed. You're older, you're wiser. Something has come from the fruits of your labor. You have harvested something. And if you don't slow down, you very easily could miss it. I was involved in- uh, And by the way, your horses can too. Oh yeah. Like they, they, they might really be begging for you to slow something down yeah. and you don't even know it. Yeah. So. We do a lot of our lessons are a lot of walking in our, in our lessons because they're just, it's so rich. We have to slow it down so you can see it. But I was involved last February. I was actually here right before I went uh, for a week long silent Vipassana meditation retreat. So literally no talking. For Kate, like Katie had to be sad. <laughs> so hard. No talking. I'd never done anything like that before. And I went and I'd be completely honest there. I did a whole podcast about it, but that's on my other podcast, the point podcast. It's fascinating to listen to if you have some time, but I struggled really hard and I, I'm not a quitter and I wanted to quit by Tuesday and I arrived on Saturday. And the longer I allowed myself to really stay and pause and it was winter, it was freezing cold. I couldn't really go out and do a lot of outside stuff. We weren't allowed to read. We weren't allowed to talk on the phone. We weren't allowed, not allowed. It was strongly encouraged us not to write. We were encouraged to watch the birds drink tea and do these meditations from 5.30 in the morning until about 5.30 at night. And one thing that I noticed by the time I left was I felt like this should be a prerequisite to the new year everybody should find some form of pause, you know, do I have to do it for a week. No, but five okay. minutes might five minutes. make a good start. You kind of already do it though. When it's five minutes, I do five minutes. I'll do five minutes. I'll do five minutes. Like I just felt like there was such a moment for me to like gather because I was quiet that I could gather what I already had and really where I wanted to go. So I think I actually will be the first one to tell you guys that my five minutes I take in the morning when I'm practicing my breath. Mm -hmm. I don't do it every day. But if I take five, 10 minutes, practice my breath, stretch my body out, stretch all these 
muscles out that I used to have injected that are no longer being injected, which is crazy to me. Crazy. Um, that I just, you, you do, it you do the whole day. It affects the like whole if you day. don't do it, your day is different. My day is different. Yeah. yeah. So if you take that as 365 times you a year, do it on your horse, do it by on the your way, horse. Do it if on you horse. could take five minutes and this is when I used to come back. So when I came back, I probably didn't tell a lot of people this, I would find a quiet time in the barn when no one's around and I would turn music on and I would try <laughs> to ride around my arena with my eyes closed. And I would, I would at various, I mean, walk, jog, lope. And I would try to ride with my eyes closed to the music. And I would try to see if I knew where I was in my arena. And it depended on the horse. Right. Were, but there's, there was one horse I could, yeah, I could, I could, I could just peek here and there and pretty much know where I was. Though, oddly enough, that was my, like, that was my more like 25 minutes of really slowing down because, and I, yourself I even said to you earlier today, even, even when I first started riding, I was always fascinated by the horse's body, how it worked, how it sounded. Oh, that's right. And I was not one of those crazy riders, young riders, kind of like my daughter is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Giving me in a hot, this moment. In this very moment. In giving the arena, me hot, jumping, her her jumping her young horse. Um, but I would, I was not doing that. I did not do any of that. I actually kind of wish I had, I wish I experienced it, but I don't regret that I didn't experience it because what I did do was I would listen to my horse's hoof beats. Like I would, maybe that's why I got into the veterinary stuff too, because I would, I would listen to the footfalls. I didn't know what they meant. I had no idea what footfalls meant, but I would listen and I would I would try to find tempo and rhythm. Well, it's so funny you say that because I'd be teaching all of these classes and I would listen. I could get everybody moving the same, everybody kind of eating the same. Even people started to wear like similar leggings. Like it's find it kind of fun to start to look the same. But I noticed something very distinct that I couldn't get the tempo and the breath the same. Everybody was breathing differently. Yeah. And I said, there's got to be something about this, which led me into the breath work. And now it leads me right back to here, which is taking the time to find the thing that is interesting to you because you don't know where it's going to lead. But if you don't slow down and take that moment, you're not going to maybe notice that you're interested in the footfalls. And you're not going to plant the seeds. You're not going to plant the seeds. You're just going to keep right on going. You're going to miss the entire field, the whole garden. You will, you just, you know. And then you're going to have to spend an awful lot of time. We talk about this a lot in our meditation work, weeding your garden to get actually back to the, to the soil. So as you're listening to this through the fall, Kristen and I both would really like to encourage you to take a moment and, and reap the benefits of whatever this, the winter, spring, and summer season has given you. A lot of you have come to our workshops and our clinics and our private lessons. Some of you work with us independently. And as you're coming through the fall, know that you really can decide how you want the next year to go. That being said, the winds of change will blow. Impermanence is a real thing. Things are going to fall away. Things are going to come in. People come in. People come out. But within the next year, if you really set your sights on where you want to be and you set those short-term goals, those longer-term goals, those outcome goals, the performance goals, all of a sudden, you might be surprised mm -hmm. at how things start to change. And one thing that can really help with that is coming to a Breathe to Ride or setting up some private lessons with Kristen and I. We can give you those tools because life is incredibly distracting and you can get pulled in lots of different directions. 
and find yourself at the end of the year going, oh my gosh, I didn't what, do what I wanted right. to do. We actually yeah. had someone actually tell us that she regretted yeah. not coming to a Breed to Ride three-day event this year. And I thought that was incredibly honoring. It honored us. It was so empower powerful to hear mm -hmm. her say that. It really, really touched me because it, it made me realize, like, you know, Katie and I are working really hard to make sure that these programs fit all levels of riders, all levels of horses, all disciplines. It's not about how much you ride, how often you ride, uh, how competitive you are, how you, you know, what you do. We don't, yeah, we don't this week. She hadn't ridden in two months. She hadn't ridden in two months. We, we I actually have a lesson coming up this week. It's all groundwork and it's going to be groundwork. You won't be there. It's a lesson on my own, but I know, but, <laughs> but I am going to make sure I say to her, like, at some point, depending on how his groundwork goes, you might want to do groundwork with your breath. Correct. Like, because it's so cool. And I, the, the bittersweet point of where I was going with that comment was you also don't know when you don't know how short life is. People tell me all the time, and, Katie, I don't have time to work out or I don't have time to come for a lesson. And I say, you are 100% correct. You, you do not have the time right. to not lean into your your goals lean into the things that interest you spend time with people but i'm gonna reference about. the the podcast that everybody that seems like so many people have listened Which to is the bootsy podcast oh, yeah. with riley saying goodbye to her boots and you don't know when your partner might not be there yeah, he got off the trailer last september top shape how many championships did he bring home and here we are a year later and he's He's not, not here. here anymore. He's not here. And He's so sometimes, and I don't mean to, you know, sound down about that, but sometimes you don't know how much time you have left with your horse partner. And sometimes the breath work that you might find with us and the horsemanship you might find with us is the link that's going to bring you to the next horse that maybe you have not had the confidence to deal with or work yeah. with. And Riley's bringing all of those things she learned from the boots forward. Yes. She had a great lesson yesterday. Yes. Forward yes. What she's learned. So again, it's about, you know, we're planting seeds here. Um, I will mention just on a kind of a, a before, I think you have something. To I like to kind of, yeah. I have kind of a nice. But I will mention shape. something more on a uh, managerial note, logistics note is that, we actually have our 2024 schedule planned. Yay! We are not going to talk about that today. I know we were going to, but we decided not to. Um, we got to wait. We have a couple private location uh, farms in various states yep. <laughs> that we are still trying to add into the schedule. And so, therefore, it is 99% planned, yep. but we're, we may have to just kind of shift a few weeks around. We both work around having teenagers in our lives um, have a senior i have a junior yeah drivers we have a senior a junior a sophomore. freshman no a freshman and an eighth grader yes a freshman and an eighth grader um so there's a lot there to kind of juggle <laughs> it's right and we both have parents um yes. that are with us um siblings and, i have a big yeah four siblings. so niece so the nuts. point is we have our 2024 schedule planned um, what we intend to do, FYI, is send out a save the date announcement. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> where we're going to just send out like, okay, the, the schedule is coming because I will say that there's been a lot of interest, which we hope continues, a lot of interest for 2024. So we kind of want to give a heads up to everybody out there to be fair. And then we will publish at least all the dates that we know at one time so you can look ahead at your schedule you can 
put your you're gonna reser- do seed shopping yeah you're gonna do seed shopping <laughs> you're gonna decide what flowers you want that's what right. time of year that's right um where they're gonna bloom that's right um what colors you're looking within for. your greenhouse and yeah. your life and so we're going to put those out there you will be able to request the time or a wait list because some of already starting to fill up without us even putting the dates out there um you'll request it with me with me on messenger and then deposits will be sent as of January 1st. We're not collecting any deposits until January yeah. 1st. So that's just a quick little uh, edit note so that everybody knows what's going on. And know that they run from January right through December. Yes. 2020. Yes. So so right now, there is a, there is a level two if you have, if you have um, participated in any of our three-day some people have come back two and three times, but there is also a next le- breath in Breathe to Ride, which will be held the first, typically the first weekend in December here at, at Wood Acres. Acres. Yeah. Um, which is a low, it's a heated facility. So you just have to transport yourself here. It um, is worth it. And it's very worth it. So at this time, there that will be held once a year at the end of the year. The rest of them will all be three day Breathe to Ride. Uh, two-day show to ride mm-hmm. which like I said we're working into some different states really really cool with that and then we will be throwing in pop-up days of these mat lessons these mat extra rider lessons days where you're on a mat without a horse as well as our combo private lesson private lessons and it's really cool if you have done Breathe to Ride to come to the combo lesson, because we can go a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. some of the stuff we've covered. If you haven't come to a Breathe to Ride, you won't go in quite as much depth, only because it'll be confusing. So it is worth your interest to try to get to a Breathe to Ride, one, because it's going to set you up to actually be able to get more out of some of these privates and such that are available to you. So you have lots of things to think about as we're tying up this fall season, heading into the dark of the winter know that the light will return. It always does. Mm -hmm. And it returns with a little bit more vengeance and love if you actually set a little bit of a motion of your goals and don't be afraid of your dreams. No. Head into it. Yeah. Grab them. Grab them because they're they're slippery, those little guys. I have a poem to share from one of my favorite authors. Her name is Mary Oliver. And this one's called Wild Geese. And it's a very, some of you may know this poem. It's a very popular poem. And it's about the geese leaving this time of year, and it's temporary. They're not gone forever. So wild geese, you do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for hundreds of miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clear blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of all things.
That's very beautiful. That's I had beautiful. not heard it before. I don't know it. I love it. You all have a place in all of this. Yep. And I like the line where it says the world offers itself to your imagination. And it made me think of <laughs> planting seeds. Um, and so come with us. Build your garden. Increase your knowledge. Increase your horsemanship. Increase your rider potential yourself while you can't use your horse, if you can't use your horse this winter. Um, and then, you know, sitting in front of us are a bunch of red, bucket, <laughs> red buckets to get without for labels on them. And weeks. Katie has to hit the road because she's going to hit traffic. Yes. And we have bonnets and red buckets and all kinds of fun things from our sponsors that we're going to get ready right now um, for our next uh, Breathe to Ride, yeah, which is coming up really, really fast. Weeks. Yep. So uh, I think it's I think it's cool. I think everybody needs to think about what they want to plant. Yeah, and we we have really nutritious soil that we can help fertilize all of these dreams and desires that you have. And we've talked to a few people that have been a little nervous about signing up. Not sure I should do this. I'm not sure I'm at the right level with my riding, yes. or I'm not in the right shape because there's a Katie body person there. And we always say, I said, bring it all yeah. <laughs> and on. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it all. Every body type, every horse type. We got you. We got you. Mm -hmm. So with that, inhale, exhale, Re repeat. Have a beautiful fall, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your journey to enhance your journey by listening to the Breathe to Ride podcast. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Smart Pack, Purina, Red Bucket Rescue, and Continental Saddlery. Thank you for all of your support and dedication to improving the overall health and wellness of horse and human alike. All right, until next time, inhale, exhale, repeat. See you later.